Hallelujah. And if you would just remain standing with me, I want to talk to you for just a little bit about what the Lord has given to me. And we could shout all night. I know we could. And got many reasons to shout. And but, but I want to be obedient, man, to that God of heaven that and woke me up this afternoon and give me a not much but a word amen for the church amen thank the Lord thank you for being here tonight everyone we Jason and Ashley thank y'all for being here and God bless y'all amen praise for everyone that's traveling I think I counted like 25 people traveling God keep your hand on them bring them back safely it is so good to have everyone here Carmen good to see you God bless you amen and everyone else that's in God's house do you have just a few minutes you could amen entertain the word of God is anybody hungry for God's word thank you Lord I'm going to read two passages of scriptures, Isaiah 3, verse 10 and 11. Then I'm going to read Psalms 128. And then I'm just going to obey the Holy Ghost. Isaiah 3 and 10. The Bible said, say ye to the righteous. We got a message for the righteous tonight. That it shall be well with him. For they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Woe unto the wicked. It shall be ill with him. For the reward of his hands shall be given him. Say to the righteous, it shall be well with him. Say to the wicked, it's going to be ill with him. Psalms 128 in verse 1, the Bible said, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. Amen. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You, you can't attain anything in the scriptures till you get the fear of God. But also it says, That walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be. And it shall be well with thee. Isaiah said it's going to be well with him. David writing said happy shall thou be. It shall be well with thee. Who is he talking about? In Isaiah he says he names it the righteous. And David calls it the one that fears the Lord and walks in his way. So you could say the righteous. <laughs> The ones that are doing right. And I want to preach for just a little while. Amen. I've got a feeling that everything's going to be all right. <laughs> Amen. I've been reading the Bible. Amen. I've been reading his word. Hallelujah. Set your Bibles down and lift your hands to the Lord. Lift your voice to the Lord. Let's ask God for just a few minutes to help us. In the name of Jesus Christ. on prayer warriors help me for one moment help me for one moment 
Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Come on, prayer warriors, lift your voice a little bit higher. Come on, God's going to do some transforming. Hallelujah. God wants to do some speaking to his people. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for standing. And you can be seated. Amen. The Lord dealt with me about this afternoon from this statement. It shall be well with the righteous. Amen. And so it just come to me while I was in my office at the house this afternoon. Now, when I began to read these scriptures that the Lord laid upon my heart, it just come to me. Amen. It's going to be good for the righteous people. And it's all going to work out for the people that do what they're supposed to do. Amen. I, I, if I've ever had faith, I have faith in my heart tonight. No matter what comes in this world, no matter what happens, whatever path they take, Amen. I'm going to stay with the righteous. I'm going to live the life of the righteous. And God's going to make everything work out in my life and in your life and this church. And everybody that makes up their mind. Amen. Everybody say it's a choice. What began to stir up my spirit when I began to study what the Lord, the scriptures the Lord had given me was that Isaiah 3 is the story of a city, Jerusalem, and it's the story of a nation, Judah, who has lost its spiritual leadership. Amen. When it lost its leadership, it began to lose everything. And this is what the Bible said, the Lord took it away. If you'll put up the second verse for me. Amen. The Lord took away, everybody say the mighty man. God took away the man of war. God took away the judge. God took away the prophet and the prudent and the ancient. The captain of 50 and the honorable man. God took away the counselor and the cunning artificer and the eloquent orator. I want to tell you something, what happened to Jerusalem when God took the mighty men out of it is that it became a, a, a place where it was dire situation. The Bible would say he took away the bread and he took away the water. And I, I, I don't, I, I'm just going to preach how God laid it on my heart and I hope this is all right. Amen. But if we ever needed mighty men... We need mighty men at this point. I'm going to tell you, it don't look good for a church or a city or a nation or a world whose mighty men have backed up and whose mighty men have shut their mouth and, and mighty men who put their swords down. Uh, Amen, I, I never seen this in my life until this afternoon. I've read Isaiah a bunch of times, but amen, because they would not listen, the Bible said, and because they did not want to do the ways of the Lord. 
God began to remove the spiritual leadership from Jerusalem. Uh, and when the spiritual strong man began to walk out the door, uh, Jerusalem becomes shambles. Amen. It might get quiet for a little while, but I'm going to preach. Uh, amen. When men began to not be men. When men are not men, there won't be bread anymore in the house. When men are men, there won't be water in the house anymore. Uh, when mighty men start backing up, uh, there won't be revival like there ought to be. Uh, but, boy, I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. I come to challenge some people in this place. Uh, men, uh, you think about their judgment was, I'm going to remove the mighty men. Thank God for every woman in this church. Thank God for your prayer life and everything that you do. But the church of the living God is not supposed to be woman driven. Prayer is not supposed to be woman driven. Worship's not supposed to be woman driven uh, there ought to be men that stand up uh, and realize I got a job to do uh, hey if I let down uh, it's going to be chaos uh, if... hallelujah let me preach a while what has happened to our world uh, the devil figured out if I can get the man out of the house, I can destroy the family. I, I think the devil read the book of Isaiah chapter 3 and realized the way Jerusalem was destroyed is all the mighty men got pulled out. And the devil figured out if I can destroy the family, I can destroy the church. If I can get the mighty men to act like women. Come on. Come on, I'm going to preach a while. We're going to be better when we leave. Hey, in order for this thing to work, in order to guard some things in our home, in order to guard some things in the church, there's got to be some men of God that'll stand up against what's wrong. Say, no, devil, you ain't getting into this house. Uh, devil, you ain't getting into these children. Uh, hallelujah. What happened to our country, uh, amen, when they began to pass out welfare checks? Tell you what happened. Used to, people had to get along. Well, hallelujah. I said, you stupid people had to get along. You had to get along with your wife because you didn't know where your socks were. She had to get along with you because she didn't have no money to pay the bills. So you kind of just had to put your fight to the side and your crybaby attitude to the side. And 
How did they live 50 years and 60 years and 70 years together? It's the way God designed it. Amen. Symbiotic. He needs her. She needs him. Somehow the government figured out how to replace the man with a check. Help me, God. I'm just going to lay it out. Amen. When they began to hand out checks, what they did, they tried to replace the breadwinner of the house with a check. But what happened when the man left? The protection left. Boy, I feel like preaching. I was sitting here watching uh, people pray tonight, and there were situations, uh, amen, things that young people were going through uh, simply that would not have happened uh, if there would have been a strong man in that house uh, that would have protected them. Uh, There's things little children would have never had to go through. Uh, Devils, they would have never had to fight uh, if there would have been a man in that house. Come on, I hope you ain't come so far. Uh, you can't comprehend the word of God. Uh, amen. It was a curse uh, when he took the men out of the city. Oh, God. Hallelujah. And then that wasn't enough. Our government said we, we'll turn women into men and men into women. Amen. What, what, what is the purpose of that? To get rid of the strong man is what it is. Let me tell you, to be a man don't mean you're mean. It doesn't mean you're a bully. It means you got a position to fill. My position is, hey, I'm the protector. I'm the defender. I'm the spiritual leader of my house. Boy, I feel like shouting. Hey, you ain't seen revival yet uh, until we get men to act like men. Uh, hey, when we get men uh, that say, hey, I'm going to do what I need to do. You're talking about revival. I'm telling you, we've never seen anything yet. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. When the men left Jerusalem, it was despair. When the man left Jerusalem, there was no bread. When the men left Jerusalem, there was no water. And God said, this is the curse. I'm going to let children rule you. Begin to think about our government. My Lord. Have you ever heard some of them talk? I thought it's like a bunch of children. What happens to the country and the nation uh, that the children rule? Where are the men of principle? Where are the men of integrity? Where are the men that will stand for what's right? Where are the men that will defend their wife? Well, I feel like preaching uh, somehow Hollywood has twisted what a man is. Amen. Amen. Hollywood made it look like the more unfaithful you are, the more manly you are. Uh, 
You know what I say? The more sissy you are, the more unfaithful you are. Hey, the more... The more you can't live by principle, you're not even strong enough to stand up for what's right. God help us. God help us to be strong men. Hollywood and everything is perverted what a man is. Made it look like the more rebellious he was, the more manly he was. I'm going to say the more rebellious, the more effeminate you are. Amen. It takes a man to stand up for what is right. It takes a real man to stand up against the world and say, hey, this is who we are. We are the people of God. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just going to preach a little while. It shouldn't be women, the one professing holiness all around town. If the women got enough nerve to be holy, surely men ought to have enough nerve to live a holy life, to dress holy, to act holy, to live holy. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. I sit in church and I watch. I watch women shout and men sit. Men that can stand up all day and walk through the woods 20 miles, stand up on the front of a fishing boat all day long and can't stand up to worship God. Hey, I'm going to preach to the church. Hey, it's a curse when there's no strong men. Come on. They don't realize what men don't realize is that when you're not what you're supposed to be, everything around you suffers. Your wife suffers. Your children suffer. The church suffers when men aren't men. Hallelujah. Boy, I feel Holy Ghost backing me up. Uh, I love it when the men get fired up and start praying uh, and it gets so loud. Uh, I love it when Philip Sutter ends prayer service uh, and I sit in my office and it gets louder and it gets louder and it gets louder. He's not just trying to be loud, uh, but there's something inside of him uh, that's rising up saying, I'm a man. Uh, I'm a man of God. Uh, oh, I'm going to pray. Uh, I'm going to help. I'm going to strengthen. Hallelujah. He took, he said, he, I'm going to take the mighty man away. The mighty man. This was the curse of Jerusalem. I've never seen this. I may write a book before I'm done. This was the curse. I'm going to take the man of war out of Jerusalem. I'm going to take the judge 
out of Jerusalem. I'm going to take the prophet out of Jerusalem. I'm going to take the prudent. What was he doing? He was cursing that city. I'm going to take the ancient. I'm going to take the captain of 50. What is he talking about? I'm going to, talk, I'm going to take the one that can lead people. I'm going to take the one that can rally the troops. I'm going to take them out. I'm going to take the honorable man out. I'm going to take the counselor out. Boy, I've, I grew up Pentecost and it was men hanging around the water fountain. And it was women praying. And I don't, I don't know. We're going to change some stuff. Man, it was, it was the men just hanging around and talking. I'm telling you, we've already changed some stuff. And it was women worshiping God. Come to me. It's a curse to not have men on fire. Yeah. Began to study it, my Lord. He said, I'm going to take the cunning artificer. It was the people that knew how to do things with their hands and make things of wood and metal. He said, I'm going to take them out. I'm going to take the eloquent orator, the one that could talk to anybody. He said, I'm going to take it out. He said, I'm going to let children rule you. What was he talking about? He's saying, because you didn't listen, Jerusalem. I'm going to curse you by taking the men out. The good men. The honorable. Ooh, hallelujah. You know, I'm praying God. Bring some more honorable men to this church. Bring some prayer warriors. And men that ain't two-timing and can't get their eyes off other women and can't get their eyes off of other women's Facebook. God, don't send any more of them. Send some men that love their wives and love you strong men. Strong enough to live by the word of God. I'm telling you, it takes courage to live. By the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Let me tell you what happened to the city. It was chaos. Jerusalem and Judah became total chaos. Chaos. I, I, I would never, never, ever say a name. But I was watching people tonight amen that were struggling with things and in my spirit I began to see that if there would have been that man in that place if that daddy would have been there if that daddy wouldn't have been a pushover if that daddy would have been a real man, that little girl wouldn't have been facing what she was just facing. 
That boy, little boy, wouldn't have been dealing with what he was just dealing with. Uh, what is it? It's chaos. Said it's chaos when you do it your way and not God's way. Begin to think about the church and what's happening in the church. You could say, you could say what's happening in all Christianity. It's a disgrace. An absolute disgrace that there weren't men that were big enough and strong enough to stand for what was right. It breaks my heart. Talking to a lady the other day and she said, well, you know, I'm Methodist, but I'm really not. Man, because I'm kind of upset with them. I'm like, well, what's going on? She said, well, you know, they're, they're making pastors of men that have men for husbands and I... I just don't agree with that. And I said, well, I don't either. Matter of fact, I preach about that. Uh, matter of fact, the Bible says uh, it's an abomination. Uh, amen. Think about what happened if men would have been men and stood up. Where would, where would all this came together? If people would have stood for principle, stood for what was right, amen, my Lord, I don't think the devil likes what I'm preaching right now. I may just come down here and preach a little while, amen, I want to change the trajectory of Pentecost, amen, by preaching that men ought to be men, men ought to be spiritual leaders, Hallelujah. I've been having a problem with, like on Monday night prayer, meeting all the kids hanging out in the back and talking. And so I thought, well, this is what I'm going to do around 8 or 7.45. I'll just kind of gather them up and say, hey, y'all come and pray together. And I'll just, you know, how that's how Brother Holmes would have done it. So I try to be nice like he, he is. So I'll say, y'all come pray with me. And the girls would come pray and the boys would come pray. And then it dawned on me. If the dad's sitting on the back row talking about. How am I ever going to change anybody? Staring off into space. Maybe even talking to another one's dad. Just, boy, I can't wait till 8 o'clock where they dismiss us. I hope Waffle House is still open. And, and all the, and the men that are supposed to be defending truth, and defending families, and defending their wives, and defending their little girls. And, let me tell you, if you don't take care of your little girl, let me just... Help me, God. I, I'm going to preach in a little while from the title. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. But right now, I'm digging and plowing, all right? Amen. Daddies, if you don't show these little girls how a man ought to be, somebody's going to teach them how a man's not supposed to be. You know what I made up my mind? I was going to show my little baby... 
a man supposed to act? This guy. Where's my wife tonight? She's over there. Amen. I have never one time hollered at my wife, screamed at her, called her a name. Not just in front of children, but, but I promise you, I would never disrespect her in front of a child. And the reason why is because if I do it, they're going to start doing it. My job is to protect her. Boy, the Holy Ghost is going to help me if nobody else does. I feel it all up and down my back right now. I am the protector of that little lady over there. And there ain't no child going to disrespect her. Talk back to her. Hallelujah. Guess what? My kids grow up and learn how to be respectful. My daughter grew up. She was looking for a man that was kind and polite and strong. Didn't put up with garbage. Just like the old man. You know what? You can act like they don't exist and they're not thinking about all kinds of stuff. You can pretend and in your mind think they don't know anything. Well, they got the internet. If we ever needed the order of the family. If we ever needed men to be men. In a day where there's so many men leading their family into sin. We need men that will lead their family to a prayer. I, I, you know, and I'm not. And I've told y'all this. I'm really shy. And I know y'all think I'm playing. I am not playing one ounce. I am so shy. But... I'm also passive aggressive. <laughs> Praise God. And I'm not going to. Have you ever heard my boy say this statement? I was going to be just like my daddy. If that don't make you shake in your boots. Here's a good question. Praise God. If your boy. Ended up just like you. Would you be proud of him? Ain't nobody running the house. Nobody jump. Let me tell you, not only can he be, he's supposed to be. It's a curse to not have a, the influence of a man in the life. Hey, I've done read the book now. I'm not just rambling, I'm preaching the Bible. It was a curse of God to get the strong man out. I want to put it down in some men tonight. 
Amen. Don't play games with God. Don't play Hadabohosha. Don't, don't, don't do this halfway. Amen. Don't come to church and act like you love it and then go sit down and worship other gods. You're going to raise up a bunch of confused children. Amen. I, I, we were a lot of things, but confused was not one of them. Amen. You could call us all kind of things, but confused was not one. We knew who we were. And if we didn't figure it out one day, mama reminded me. Praise God. Praise God. The men ought to be the ones saying, come on, honey, it's church time. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. Kids, get ready. Y'all hurry up. We got to leave in 10 minutes. Hallelujah. They shouldn't be the ones sitting in the recliner and honey having to say, are you going to go? That's dysfunctional. Honey, are you going to go? It ought to be the man saying, all right, let me go warm up the car. Let me get the air on. Let me get the cooled seats on or heated seats or whatever. We about to go to God's house. Hey, man, you talking about it'll change the family. It'll change your marriage. It'll change your children. It'll it, Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. All right, let me preach for just one minute. 757. When God pulled all the strong men out, the city went into ruin. The city went into chaos. Man, that's, it always happens. Hallelujah. There was no bread. There was no water. There was no defense. There was no nothing. It was chaos. I'm going to tell you something. We may live long enough. The rapture may be pushed out far enough. I don't know. That we may delve into complete chaos. Because of the dysfunction of our world. Say, well, I don't think it could become like that. Let me tell you, if Sodom could become like that, with no internet, no magazines, no movies, no Hollywood, if Sodom was Sodom, don't you think this world can't be coming overnight? Amen. I, I, it was literal chaos in Jerusalem. Amen. But God looks down at a few people that he calls the righteous. <laughs> and he says, I want you to go say something to them. Hallelujah. I got a message. Praise God. Hallelujah. I know it may not have worked out like you thought it did. I know you may have to do two jobs and be the mom and the dad. You may have to be the grandparents. You may have to be everything. We're living in a day where grandparents are having to be the parents. Because we're in a snowflake world. How do we get there? Men ain't men. 
So I began to read about Jerusalem in chapter 3 of Isaiah, and I thought, my Lord, that's chaotic. To go from the great city of David to a chaotic city. But in that chaos, there was still some people that said, I don't care what my neighbor does. I don't care what the new leaders, the children do. (laughs) I'm going to be right. And they kept living their life in spite of everybody else. Don't say you can't live it. You can live it in this present world. God looked down just like he looked down in the day of Noah. He only seen one righteous man in that day. But he went to him. Began to make a way of escape for him. God went down in Jerusalem and he saw just a few righteous people. Isaiah, I want you to go tell them something. (laughs) Amen, I know. I know they're living in a chaotic world. Maybe people in their own house ain't doing right. But there's still some righteous people. And I got a word. I want you to go tell them, Isaiah. Yes, Lord. What do you want me to tell them? Tell them it's going to be well with them. You talking about in this world? Yeah. You talking about with this government? Yeah. Go tell them. It's going to be well with them. Because they're going to eat of the fruit of their doings. They're can't, can't get my family to do right. Don't worry. You're not going to eat from their doings. I, I can't get them to line up. It's all right. Their harvest ain't going to be your harvest. You're going to eat from your own doings. You're going to eat from the things that you've been working on. They come to me sitting in my office. I'm going to do right. Amen. I, oh, Lord. I thought if nobody else wants to live it, I'm going to do it. And it's going to be well with me. And while I was sitting there thinking, you know what? It's going to be well with me. God's going to hook me up. It came to me. That old song they used to sing in church. I've got a feeling. Somebody look up the words to it real fast. Hallelujah. I've got a feeling. Why do you got a feeling? Because I done opened up that book. Are you living off of false hope? No, I'm not living off false hope. I've opened up that book and I'm going to get into the righteous column. And there ain't nothing going to pluck me out of it. 
There ain't nothing going to discourage me. There's nothing going to get me off course. Heartache, disappointment with people, with things, with life. But I done made up my mind. I'm not going to grow weary in well-doing because I got a harvest. I began to think about the harvest. Amen. Praise God. And I thought, I'm blessed. I just got a feeling. Who's looking up them words? Who's got them? Praise God. You want to read them? Somebody look up the, the chords to it, too. I may play it, too. God sent Moses to lead all his people out. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened. He thought he'd give them a new route. So he chased them all down to the Red Sea shore. He thought he wouldn't have to worry about Moses anymore. But Moses stretched his rod out over the sea. Moses was a man. And the Lord answered Moses with a little gentle breeze. I can Moses now with a smile on his face telling all the people with his gentle grace I got a feeling I said I got a feeling hang on a little boy named David went out to fight the giant and everyone laughed at such a funny little sight. A little shepherd boy, armed only with a sling. Beside mighty Goliath seemed like such a puny little thing. But David said, you've come to me with a spear and a sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. He put a stone and he gave it a fling, and he went in his hand, David, he began to sing. I got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. Come here, singers. Come here, honey. Praise God. I love all y'all. This is my go to singer right here, though. Out. But Pharaoh's heart was hard and he thought he'd give a new route. So he chased them all down to the Red Sea shore. He thought he wouldn't have to worry about Moses anymore. Then Moses stretched his rod out over the sea. The Lord answered Moses with a little gentle breeze. I can see Moses now with a smile. 